Blog Talk Radio. evening to everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, aired right here on the ever-popular Blog Talk Radio Network. We are excited to be with you on the air right now, and we want to welcome everyone to this national show for the entire community. A quick shout-out is in order for jazz musician John Porter. His music typically opens the show for us like it did today, Ingenious Tunes. If you are a regular listener, then you already know that we bring an array of topics to the table that are relevant and important. With our featured guests, we aim to offer insight and expertise that hopefully will impact and shape lives in a moving and very positive manner. Stay connected with this show, and please continue to share us with everyone you happen to know. We continue to receive rave reviews. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please keep the feedback coming. Our awesome listeners really make this show. We have two exclusive guests on today's show. We are discussing the beauty of words. We are putting the well-deserved spotlight on poetry. It's more than words on paper. Poetry is the power play of words in motion. Our words can be mighty. Our words can be life-changing. Two of the best poets have joined us on the show tonight. You will truly be inspired. The classy poet and spoken word artist Paula Edwards and the critically acclaimed poet Fred Joyner will be the feature exclusive guest on Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. I am too excited to feature both creative geniuses. I love creativity and originality. Lastly, we will feature brand new music from the recording musical group Sojo Ministries. You have to stay with us to hear this dynamic musical selection by this husband and wife gospel team. Poetry and music, what more could a listener want? We have fun and we are being inspired all in one. Let's get it going. A few loyal listeners have something to say. Let's listen in right now. I'm Kimberly Sprinkle, Executive Director of the Charles Sumner School Museum and Archives in Washington, D.C., the official museum for the D.C. Public School. And I listen to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton, a national show for the community. Hi, my name is Cedric Jennings, and I'm hailing from Washington, D.C., and I'm listening, listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Hi, this is Takia Hamilton, and you're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Do you want to submit a fan shout-out for Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton? Or do you want me to share your community news on the air? Simply email us at letstalkshana at gmail.com, and someone will get back with you soon. That's our promise. 
Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for today's show. This is a segment on the show where I provide quotations and statements I personally find profound. Today, we have a true statement from the very well-known movie, Dead Poets Society. We don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race, and the human race is filled with passion. And medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. Wow. Monumental words to live by. Beautiful, beautiful. Speaking of poetry, the classy and gifted poet Paula Edwards adores poetry and spoken word. She is a community advocate in the Atlanta area, a successful entrepreneur, and a celebrated poet and spoken word artist. Paula has actually recorded an album of her original works, and it's a popular item right now. She is truly one of the most sought-after spoken word artists in the nation traveling the world. Listeners of Let's Talk America, please help me welcome our featured guest, the classy poet, Paula Edwards. Hello and welcome, Paula Edwards, to the show. How are you this evening? I am awesome, Shana, and yourself. Oh, always, always happy and excited and so gracious that someone of your stature would join us on Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Paula, are you ready? I am so ready, Shana. Oh, great. You know, poetry is many things to many people, Paula. But as a talented poet and spoken word artist, how do you define poetry? I define poetry as it is the art of life fused through soulish emotions. That's that's how I Okay. Wow. So for you, it's really about emotion, I guess, in the spirit of life or humanity itself, right? Right. Yeah. You know, when I when I write, I just I write about life. Okay. You know, and that's what poetry is is to me. It's just about life life experiences and just things that we go through in life or what we see. In life, you know what I'm saying? You know, I always continue to be amazed because it's such a hidden but simple secret. Every time I have one-on-one exclusive interviews with artists such as yourself, if they're jazz musicians, if they're poets like you, if they're authors or they're, you know, they're film directors or they write plays, they always say every bit of their inspiration comes from living life itself. And you're echoing the exact same settlement, so it's not something, oh, grand, and I had to look at a movie. You're saying it's life around you, the individuals you interact with, nature itself. Absolutely. Mm, Powerful, powerful. It's about the spirit of living. Now, tell us about the very first poem you ever wrote. I've got to know about this. Wow, I definitely have to dig that because I got some age (laughs) on myself. uh... You're a young woman, Paula. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, the, the first piece that I've ever written, uh, I believe it was a piece called My Shoes, and um, I wrote it, I think, back in 95. Okay. I was sitting at a gas station on Roswell Road, and, okay. you know, just kind of reflecting over my life and things that I've gone through, you know, just the struggle and the pain and misery, and, mm-hmm. and I just talked about how these shoes, the soles of these shoes had worn out, and it just felt the gravel and all of the 
pavement and the concrete, you know, because of the journey, you know. Mm. So it wasn't anything you planned or scheduled. You didn't say, well, I'm going to sit at my desk at my office and I'm going to write this poem. You were simply at a gas station getting gas for your vehicle, and then memories or things came up in your head, thoughts, and that's when you said, here's a poem, let me just jot this down right now. Yeah, I, I think it just started out with some thoughts that I had in my head about my life, and I took an envelope, and it might have been a, a bill or something, wow. and uh, and I just, on the back of the envelope, I just started writing. I didn't plan to be a spoken word artist or hmm. a poet. I, those weren't my plans, you know, especially at that time. Uh, so it was just something that I, I think was inspired just by my thoughts and things that I had been doing or going through at the time. Mm. Truly, you have a gift for words through your poetry and spoken word art. And so life itself just inspired you to put it on paper. And I'm tickling a little because you put it on the back of an envelope or a bill. <laughs> so not necessarily your poetry notebook or your laptop, whatever was available for you to write it down or jot it down right then. Absolutely. I love it, Paula. Paula, what or who inspires your work? Uh, I would have to say my life inspires my work okay. simply because when I write or when I articulate my pieces, it it's a part of my life. It's, it's who I am. Okay. I, I write, uh, you know, sometimes I write about people, but majority of my writing um, is inspired by how I have overcome so many things in Beautiful. my 40 years of living. Beautiful. And, um, you know, and so it, I, I draw my strength from that in my writing. Mm, very nice. So not a pinpoint subject, perhaps, not, you know, saying my pet dog. <laughs> You're saying really your own life experiences and everything that you've gone through, the good, the bad, or whatever, that makes up who you are as the poet, the classy poet, Paula Edwards. Yes. Awesome. Now tell me this, what do you want readers and listeners to gain from your creativity? Because once I, you know, I, I've listened to your spoken word album, I've, I've listened to you at a recent performance, what do you want me or anyone else to walk away with knowing or gaining or, or you want us to change our thinking? What is it? Well, if I can embody all of that, I would definitely say truth, transparency, Healing and compassion. Mm, powerful. Yes. Those four things. All of that. And that would make us, as human beings, each of us better for sure. Now, right now, this is such exciting for me, so exciting, because I want you to share two original pieces with us today. I'm so excited because I've heard you perform live. I have been amazed, astounded, and inspired all in one. And I can't wait to the listeners of this show also have the opportunity and the gift to hear you. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I am honored, you know, that you would even ask me to do uh, my pieces on your show this evening. But uh, uh, one of the pieces I would love to share is a piece entitled Chances. Okay. And, um, uh, again, I was inspired by just my own life story when I wrote this piece. Okay. So I'm going to go into it, and I hope the listeners out there this evening will enjoy it. I'm sure they will. Chances. I captured him with my erotic glances. I thought about the future romances, the thought of us being everlasting like the epic film Gone with the Wind. I wanted to take my chances. Never mind all the passes of exes, because uh, maybe you can be the next Mr. B. That is the headliner of my heart, popping pills of ecstasy when you're next to me, because you 
you do something to alert my testosterone. And now you have me singing, how did you get here? Oh, I forgot, I took my chances. When you slid your fingers down the peak of my back, you sent me a reverse with that old Rolls Royce track. I wanna get next to you. Counterattack, which led me to forget about all the pastors of exes as I undressed and did an Isley Brothers in between the sheets performance. I took my chances. As you didn't even leave on your shoelaces, it was off to the races. As you told me while playing in the pantry, you just got married but was willing to take your chances. Because you said you had to have this. Because you said I was more beautiful than the sunset. You felt like I was no more with lame and that you were my Clark Kent. I tried to tell him about all the disappointed dates and he said he wanted to help me to erase all of the pastors of my exes and take a chance if I allowed him to stay inside of me. So I shrugged my shoulders as we lay there in the dark, candlelight lit, giving that nice ambiance. So I said, you're willing to take all, take your chances, even though you just met me and we refuse to use protection. Now, how often do we take chances that may put us in a coffin? No self-control, just chances. And after tonight, you just got introduced to my friends, HIV, syphilis, and herpes, because you took your chances. Mmm, powerful, Paula. Powerful, powerful, words in motion, poetry by the great classy poet Paula Edwards. Paula, please share another poem or creative works with us. Absolutely. Well, uh, Shannon, this was uh, one that I recently performed, I think, uh, I believe at an event that we um, graced the stage together with. And uh, this is just basically my testimony of how, um, you know, being diagnosed with cancer and and, and syphilis and HIV and being healed of those things and, you know, having such a troubled youth, okay. uh, you know, my past as, as a youth and, and living in New York and growing up in the streets of New York. And, okay. you know, when things hit us, we always want to know why. We ask God, like, why me? Mm-hmm. And um, so I wrote a piece entitled Why, and uh, I hope the audience out there enjoys this. Okay, go. Why? Ever since I was... Four years old, I was always told to never ask you why. Because you are the God that hung the stars, the moon, and the sun in the sky. The master of the universe, the, the creator of the earth, you blew breath into man. And he, she became a living being from the dirt. The potter who spins the wheels, who allows catastrophes, and then turns around and heals. The brokenhearted, the fatherless, yes, and the faint-hearted. I was told to never ask you why. While we were allowed to be born and then allowed to die, while you allowed killers to kill and you sinners to heal, like Saul, who he changed his name to Paul, who persecuted the church, but turned around and helped the Gentiles to receive a new birth, while you allowed Adam and Eve to eat from the forbidden fruit of that tree, now men have to struggle from being cursed, as at least that's what I read in that Bible verse. Now, don't get me wrong, because I am the leper who was thankful, thankful for the second Adam and him being crucified on the cross, who counted me in for I was truly lost. I was always told to never ask you why. Why in the church divorces at an all-time high? And why gay marriages are being glorified? Well, I'm a woman who you created for a man, but Brian keeps trying to marry Dan. And now the church is running out of real men. I was told to never ask you why. So here's my reply. Since you know who I am, why am I in this barren land? Please 
help me to understand, to understand, to understand. Listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, you just heard original work, original poetry, spoken word by the classy poet Paula Edwards. Paula, before you get out of here, please tell our listeners how they can find out more about you. Wow. You can go to Facebook. You can look me up under the Classy Poet. Instagram, Classy Poet. Or you can go to my production website at ARH Media Group. That is ARHmediagroup.com. And for bookings, you can call 678-632-2189. Paula, we love you here at Let's Talk America. Please join us again and keep shining. Keep sharing your gift of poetry. Thank you. Intriguing interview with the classy poet, Paula Edwards. We are not done yet. We have another featured exclusive guest. But first, hi, this is Paula Edwards, known as the classy poet here in Atlanta, and you're listening to Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. As you know, we have two guests this evening on the show. The second guest is the critically acclaimed poet, Fred Jorner. He is a poet, artist, and curator out of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. He is widely published. Mosaic Literary Magazine has featured his work. He has even traveled to Northern Ireland to read his poetry. He is so talented. Please help me welcome the one and only Fred Joyner. Welcome, poet Fred Joyner. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, awesome, awesome, and so excited. You are so highly recommended by so many people I know personally. I am just looking forward to hearing your original work this evening on Let's Talk America. Are we set? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. All right, well, I've got to know this. You're critically acclaimed. You're celebrated nationwide. How has poetry itself influenced your life? Well, I mean... My life has been touched um, by all different kinds of poetry. I don't, I don't view poetry as just as just what we experience on the page or what we experience in the ear. Um, it's also what we experience in the eye, like how we see things, wow. how we actually see things. Dance, good theater. You know, the yeah. playwright August Wilson talks about how uh, you know m- most of his initial you know people that inspired him to write plays were poets. Yes. So all that stuff finds its way, all that poetry finds its way into different art forms. So it, it's, it's touched my life immensely and just in so many ways. Mm, dynamic, dynamic. What inspires your creativity? I've got to know this because your works are heavily read by individuals all around, but what inspires you? Uh, really, the things that inspire me are really just the creative environment. Okay. Uh, being around other creative people. And that doesn't just mean artists. You know, I mean, somebody who, you know, my grandmother was a woman who knew how to fix, you know, radios. You wow. Know, old radios. To me, that's creative energy. It's yes. just any kind of creative energy. You know, my, my, mother's, my mother's parents were farmers, mm-hmm. you know, in South yes. Carolina. All of that's creative energy. You know, they give life to things. And so any, any kind of creative energy, those kinds of things make me, uh, are inspiring to me. I find a lot of, in the modern era, I find a lot of inspiration by jazz musicians, but not just by their work, but I find a lot of inspiration in their stories, the stories yeah. about their lives. Yeah. Um, so those kinds of things. I'm interested in stories, people, you know, real people living, living real lives. Um, 
and creative people, creative people of all stripes. Mm. And, you know, when you talk about a story, that everyone has a story to tell, you know, a lot of people uh, forget that when we're listening to music, there's often stories behind it. And I think of the late, great John Coltrane, of course. And, you know, so much of his music had a story behind it. It really did. And I'm always fascinated and intrigued with the stories that make up the great productions or the final pieces that we end up hearing. Exactly, yeah. One one good example is is the tune Alabama. You know, as we, you know, we just we just passed the uh, 50th anniversary of the March on Washington, and then just a few days later, a few days after the March on Washington, um, you know, the four little girls were uh, the church was bombed, and and John Coltrane wrote a poem, wrote wrote a song um, in response to uh, it was called Alabama. And he wanted to talk in response to uh, Martin Luther King's speech about that moment. Mm. So, you know, it's, it, those things are so important. You know, all these things that, that inspire uh, our creative lives and the, and the music, the music and, and the other arts that, that we produce. Yes. And, and really, again, I just keep echoing this. Poetry in so many ways is a reflection of life and humanity itself. Would you agree? Definitely. Mm. Oh, definitely. Poetry is one of the most humanizing art one of the most humanizing art forms that we have. And, and, and the way that you realize this is when, whenever, whenever we have a tragedy in our, in our lives, yeah. whenever we have a high moment in our lives, it's not, you know, the great work of fiction that people turn to. It's not always, you know, a play that people turn to. People turn to poetry because poetry distills the feelings. It distills all, everything that we feel and that we hear down to the the most essential bare raw language, mm. and, and that's that's why we turn to poetry in those moments. Wow! And speaking of that, when you said it distills the moment we're in, I believe the great poet Robert Frost even in so many ways had said that in one of his powerful poems himself, if I recall properly. Of course, I'm not Absolutely. as brilliant as poetry as you are, but I believe he even said it or verbalized it in so many ways in the very way that you just did. You know, I've got to know this, Fred. What poets do you admire? Because you're admired by many, thousands, and perhaps even millions around the world. But a guy like you, to your statue, your, your creativity, the gifts that you have, do you admire other poets or other individuals of creative talent? Oh, it's essential. I mean, just to name, I, so my, the poets, the people that I admire, as, that I consider poets, are poets, people that are poets of, of the human experience, and they, they're not always just poets that write. I mean, my poet, the po- people who I think are poetic include yeah. painters, they include filmmakers, you know, just, yeah. to, just to give you some names, uh, you know, people like Lucille Clifton, yeah. Muriel Ruckheiser, Jan Beatty, Michael yeah. Harper, Thomas Ayers Ellis. I mean, I could go on. There's just so many. Um, yeah, Sekou Sundiata, Mary Barakas, wow. Williams. Romare Bearden, Gordon yeah. Parks, Renee Stout, William H. Johnson, August Wilson. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing that's so beautiful about, and most of those people that I just named, with a few exceptions, are, are African-American. Okay. But these people were also inspired by other great Americans yeah. and not American, you know, that's truly right. international writers and artists. And so um, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. There's so much out there. 
Definitely. And I'll tell you this, you uh, said a name that certainly uh, buzzes in my mind, Romare Bearden, who I think personally oh, yeah. is the, the greatest artist of all time. That's just a personal uh, opinion of mine, Harlem Renaissance artist. But you're right, when you look at the creativity of his work and many of the others you named, it really is about humanity as a whole. It's not just about, well, we're just talking about, you know, individuals that look like me or that live in my area of the country or my nation. You're right, creativity and originality it's humanity, and humanity includes everyone. We're world citizens. Yeah. Mm, powerful. Quickly, before we wrap up and get to one of your powerful original pieces, I want to talk about our youth right now. Very quickly, Fred, how important is literature and creative writing for our students? It's, it's, it's vitally important. You know, we, we're, in a, we're in a state right now where we need, America needs, in the world, but our country needs critical thinkers. Yes. People who are not ideologues, people who don't just fall into one particular, or don't fall prey to one particular ideology, and people that are nimble, that can think quickly and, 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 and critically about issues and about how to create stories. So literature and creative writing create a space and create a kind of thinking, a kind of design thinking that allows young people to do this. Mm. It allows them to think in nonlinear ways. It yes. allows them to think in metaphorical ways, yes. ways that make other kinds of connections. And that's really what we need when you look at the business world right now. That's the thing that people are talking about. They're talking about narratives. They're talking about stories. Yes. And who better to, to do that, those kinds of things than people who are well-trained in, in English, in creative writing, and who have the creative spark that comes from reading literature and uh, producing, analyzing, debating, uh, and reading uh, creative, creative writing and literature. Mm, I love it. I love it. Real talk for real people. So you heard it here first, listeners. The literature is so essential, and just like Fred Joyner, the great poet, just emphasized because it, it touches so many parts of our lives to train our youth to be adequate in so many areas. We appreciate that. But before we get out of here, we, of course, have to have a reading of one of your original works. You're highly recommended by so many people. Please share right now one of your poems with the listeners of Let's Talk America. Poet Fred Joyner. I'm going to read a poem called Song for Anacostia. And Anacostia is a neighborhood in Washington, D.C., uh, where, where I lived for the past 10 years. Yes. Song for Anacostia. Uh, the 94 hums up the rough side of Stanton. Open windows blare drums in the pocket. The breakdown of a perfect Washington, D.C. groove. The 90 salsas across down into the forgotten bottom of D.C. A car alarm echoes its protest on MLK. Two porch griots wail their pain and pity. On the corner, two preachers can be heard through sanctuary walls, one reading scripture, the other raptured in a moan. The smell of last night's first drink poured out in a crooning ballad for the missed and the missing. A song for a father. A song for a mother unchilded. A song for every child playing ahead of the beat. A nursery rhyme for every teddy bear rooted at a street sign. This is the sound of the blues breaking the broken back together, the sound of chaos organizing, the sound of breath forming words in the vinyl's backspin. These are the sounds gathered in blood, 
shed for the remission of silence and sadness. Mm. Dynamic. Poet Fred Joyner out of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Fred, you have such a gift. How can our listeners learn more about you? Um, I have a, I have a website. I, I have a website. It's fredjoyner.com and another website, divinecipher.com. And I'm starting a new a new blog because I'm moving to Africa in, a, in about two weeks. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. So I'm moving to uh, Bamako, West Africa, and the, the name of that website will be Boom For Real Bamako. And basically it's just going to be uh, me talking about my experiences traveling and living and cre- creating art in, uh, in West Africa. Wow. So, but fredjoiner.com will be the kind of like the, the clearinghouse for all of that. So okay. if you go to fredjoiner.com, you'll, you'll get in touch with all of that. And Joiner, J-O-I-N-E-R, listeners. Fred Joiner, thank you. You're a friend of this show. We appreciate you. Keep sharing your gift. Thank you very much. All show content original, copyright 2013 by Shana Thornton. We are getting out of here, but before we do, the musical spotlight is on Sojo Ministries, a gospel duo out of Atlanta, Georgia. The song is Rejoice. See you next week, everyone. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.